1: The odds, pushing the odds
2: live from Las Vegas. Vegas,
1: baby, Vegas.
2: Here's your host, Matt Peralt. It is day two of Super Bowl week. How are you? It's pushing the odds, Matt Peralta. With you here live in Las Vegas on Sports Grid channel 204 here on Sirius XM One Hour Exclusive. And then we welcome in sports map coming up at the top of the hour. Continuing on for one more hour here on Sports Grid, and we're loaded today. The great Barry Sanders will be on coming up here in 40 minutes. The NFL, one of the greatest running backs of my lifetime with the Detroit Lions. We will talk to him a bit about Matthew Stafford getting traded, Dan Campbell higher. And what to do if you're a Lions fan going into Jared Goff now becoming the starting quarterback for the Detroit Lions. We got Jim Root coming on in the second hour here on Sports Grid from Three Man Weave. We'll get to the big game tonight in college basketball. Texas Baylor will break down that one. Baylor has been a machine. Can Texas, even after Shaka's smart, getting COVID. Shaka's kind of like, you know, Brad Stevens with the Boston Celtics. You, you give this guy points and he's pretty good. But this is Baylor. Baylor and Gonzaga have been just outstanding this year against the number overall. It just doesn't matter how big of a spread you put up there. And Baylor is only, what, five and a half point favorite tonight against Texas. So we'll get to that today Uh, on the sports grid side of things. We will talk a lot about what's going on for the NFL trading market here, what happens with Deshaun Watson and more. But let's start here at the top with a breaking news story that has unified the Twitter sphere and the sports world. And that is the fact that EA Sports has made the announcement that college football, their video game, college football, is coming back. EA Sports college football will be in existence once we get through the NCAA, the Supreme Court, and all the ruling when it comes down to the college licensing issues that Ed Ed O'Bannon had in his lawsuit saying, wait a minute, you guys are making money off these kids and you are not compensating them when you have their likeness in college football. And for a large swath of this country, college football players are the superstar celebrity in their state. If you live in Alabama, if you live in Mississippi, if you live in states where college football is king, parts of Florida, parts of South Carolina, You mean they are the pro football team you play for the Gamecocks you play for Clemson you play for a professional football team in terms of a fandom fan following and fans want to play football with Trevor Lawrence as the quarterback they want to play video games that way heck I want to play video games that way and EA Sports couldn't do it because of the compensation issues but now we're getting to the point where we're going to have a way of compensating the players and paying the players now They don't say in this release when they're going to put this out, okay? Because the rules are still against them being able to do that. However, either the NCAA or by state legislatures or by Congress or by the Supreme Court, there will be a group licensing arrangement where EA Sports is going to be able to pay athletes directly for their name likeness in a video game, which is like, Finally, (laughs) finally, this should have always happened. And if you're the quarterback of Ohio State, if you're the quarterback for Alabama, if you're a wide receiver or running back for Alabama, you should be getting compensated. if They're using your name and likeness. And now they're going to set this up. They're going to have it ready to go. According to EA Sports, they're at the very beginning of the process of game development building up the team and deciding what direction they want to go in. But they believe they're going to have this available for the next-gen platforms like Sony's PS5, Xbox Series Series X, and anything else that they can create it for in terms of the, the, the platforms going forward. And it's going to be huge, all right? I mean, in previous iterations from 1997 to 2014, EA Sports just called it NCAA football then it was changed to just college football. And then in the beginning of the year it was Bill Walsh's college football back when John Madden was, you know, they they figured let's it worked for Madden, let's work it for Bill Walsh, but that didn't work so they dropped that. So they plan right now it's EA Sports College Football is the current reboot name but they aren't 100% sure that they're going to go ahead and do that. They're still in the beginning processes of doing this, but if you're a gamer I mean, people are cracking jokes about, okay, what did the GameStop people know, and when did they know it, and how did they get involved with the GameStop stock knowing this is coming? <laughs> because this is going to be a huge deal, right? I mean, everyone, it depends on where you buy your game, where you you know trade your games in, whatever you want to talk about, but EA Sports College Football, for a lot of people, this was, you know, you had Madden 1, and then EA Sports College Football was number 2 in terms of the games they loved to play and now with all the new technology, all the different streaming you can do with it, playing friends, I have an Xbox One. I don't know how to use like 95% of the techniques that are in there. I mean, it's, it's the one time when, when we bought it at the beginning of the pandemic, I bought an Xbox One. So March happened. March 18th was the last time I was doing a radio show from inside a sports book here in Las Vegas at the Palms. The world shut down. And then on April 1st, April like right around my birthday, April 4th, my birthday, I went to to Best Buy and I bought a Xbox One. And I've been playing Xbox since the pandemic began. I still don't know how to do a lot of it, but I found different games. The Star Wars game is great, and I, I found a couple of Assassin Creeds games that I like a lot and whatnot. But I will be fired up to try out EA Sports College Football when we get a hold of this. We have four big stories we're covering for you guys. We're getting into that coming up next. Come up 40 past Barry Sanders joins us. Don't move. It's a Tuesday. It's Pushing the Odds. Sports Grid Show 204.
0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
2: you're listening to pushing the odds live from las vegas here's matt Peralt. It is Pushing the Odds, Sports Grid Radio, Channel 204 here on Tuesday. So, the Chiefs' barber tested positive for COVID-19. And that has led to Marcus Robinson and Daniel Kilgore to be placed on the reserve COVID list for this game. So, it's Tuesday. This is the number one fear that I and I think everyone who's involved in sports gambling for this game and just football fans, period, about what could happen on Sunday. Now, Kilgore is the backup center for KC, not the starting center for Kansas City, but Austin Reader is a starter. If he were to get hurt during the game, that would be really bad because you might not have the ability to have your backup center there, which obviously is a pretty big deal for the Chiefs. This is my concern, and with Tampa being in their home market, it, it, it's – A worry, right? I mean, these guys are still being tested for COVID. COVID is still running rampant in Florida, all over the country, for that matter. And this is the one thing that could derail everything. This is the one thing that could totally take down this game and make it much different than any other game we've seen previously. So, I mean, we got to watch this. You got to watch it all week. And I'm, I'm assuming the teams are doing every single thing they can do in their power to keep their players away from contracting COVID during this week. But, I mean, we already have two players now who are out for this game for the KC Chiefs, and you wonder who else went to that barber. You know, did those players actually contract COVID-19? If they did contract COVID-19, did they transfer it to anybody else inside that Chiefs locker room? So we we, we got to watch it. It's not a good story. It's a horrible story. But we have to watch because it has a massive impact on everything with the game, including prop bets. You know, if you're going ahead and bet on a player anytime, touchdown, long shot, anytime, touchdown, you could see players get taken out. So that's definitely something we want to watch. Definitely something we want to be concerned about over the next couple of days here as we get ready for the Super Bowl. Now, last night was the media night, the Zoom version of the media night. I watch every year. Media Night. I think Media Night is so cool and so fun, but I didn't watch a single second of that last night and because it wasn't the same. It wasn't typical. It was, you know, okay, seeing Patrick Mahomes talking on the NFL Network alongside Tom Brady was interesting, and there were some cool things that came out of it, but for for the most part, it just didn't have the same feel, the same pomp and circumstance like it always does where you have – All sorts of media, all crowding together, which we knew would never happen in the COVID era. But everyone getting together to kind of watch and talk. And, you know, non-sports media, I guess, is the more fun side of things. The people who are just covering the Super Bowl who come in who act zany and and ask crazy questions. Just the whole spectacle of the whole thing. We just don't have it. It just didn't have it last night. So kind of a bummer, kind of a, a letdown. And hopefully come July... We're going to have a handle on COVID. I don't know if we will, but hopefully, you know, that's where we are. The NHL today, the Islanders game against the Sabres has been canceled due to COVID 19. So we've lost another NHL game. I'll have more on that a little bit later on in the program, but it's really looking like the NHL is having some real problems right now with COVID. And there are numerous teams having games canceled and practice facilities closed and not good. You know, we've had the Golden Knights, we've had the Blackhawks, we've had uh, the Capitals and, and now Sabres and the Islanders. And it's just the NHL needs to pay attention quickly because this, what they're doing right now, it's not working right now. And if you're going to get through this season without having a real disruption, and they've already had a pretty big one in terms of the schedule, I don't know. I mean, the, the bubble worked for them in Canada. The bubble worked for the NBA I don't know, maybe you have to go back to a playoff bubble situation if you're the NHL, if you want to get to the Cup Finals. And the NFL made it, but man, it was it was a bumpy, rocky road to get there. But we start with our four big stories here. The Chiefs continue to be three-point favorites over... Uh, over Tampa, and, you know, we'll get into the Patriots side of things coming up in a little bit, but everyone's talking about the Patriots and Belichick and Brady, and I, I mean, it's really weird. Like, it's it's a major talking point here, and if I'm Bruce Arians, I'm kind of like, why are you talking about the ex-girlfriend? Like, I don't understand that, but the Bucks are going to wear their home white uniforms, for the or the road white uniform. sorry, for the game. That's something that historically has been a winning move in the Super Bowl. Tampa's won three games on the road, all while wearing white, but Travis Kelsey made an interesting comment yesterday from the Chiefs Saying this win on Sunday would be more than just a win. He wants to beat Brady and Gronkowski in the postseason, something he's never done yet. I've never beat Rob Gronkowski and and and, and Tom Brady in a in a playoff
1: situation. And I'm very aware of that. And I I think uh, the AFC championship game a couple of years ago um has fueled me uh to be more accountable for my teammates, to 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 be better out there on the field uh, when it's needed the most in the playoffs. And um, and with that being said, I feel like this game is another opportunity for me to you know get a tally on the board in the in the in, in the W column and uh, and trying to get a win in this so-called quote unquote rivalry that the, <laughs> that the media likes to make it.
2: Number two. Interesting comments from Patriot, former Patriot wideout Danny Amendola yesterday about the Patriot way. Bill Belichick is widely seen as the person who created the Patriot way. Do your job. Cutting players and moving players before they are due for either a big raise or before they start to decline in their careers. Belichick's been known as a guy who does no nonsense. Come in, do your job, and that's it. Well, according to Danny Amendola, that's not the case. When you see Patriot Way in the dictionary, it's going to have Tom Brady's name next to it. Uh, n- none of those coaches threw any passes. None of those coaches caught any passes. None of those coaches made any tackles. They got guys in the right position because they watch a lot of film and they spend all their time at the facility. But, uh, but Tom Brady is the Patriot Way, and that's, and that's the reason why Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl right now and, and, and uh, the Patriots aren't tough thing to argue <laughs> given where Brady's playing. I don't fully agree with it, but I get what he's saying. Number three here on Pushing the Odds uh, on an appearance during the Dan Patrick show yesterday, Tua Tagovailoa was asked about being involved in trade talks for Deshaun Watson. Now, the Dolphins still appear to be one of the top teams if Watson gets moved. Jets and the Dolphins appear to be the two teams with the capital and maybe the willingness to do a deal for Deshaun Watson to create a package that maybe the Texans would like, but obviously if the Miami Dolphins would get involved to his name probably is attached. He was asked about that yesterday.
1: What's it like to hear your name or have people tell you that your name's involved in possible trade talks with Deshaun Watson?
2: Yeah, I I would say that's something that I I can't control. Um, I don't
1: have any control over, um, you know, those trade deals and whatnot. You know, but for me, my job is to, you know, help our team win games and, you know, help our offense contribute to the success of the team.
2: Fourth and finally rough night for me in college basketball betting last night. I went over three betting in college basketball. Went one and one in the NHL, but a rough night last night. Illinois State did not keep it close against Drake. I went 0-2 on that set. I had been fading. I'd been riding Drake the entire year. I bet them in the first game, they won by 2. And then I faded Drake for the first time when they were catching 20 points. I did the same thing with the Nets. They were 245.5, the the, uh, the under for that. And that game went over by 50 points. No, 300 points got scored. Same thing going on here with Drake. Uh, They went by 35 yesterday. Missouri State at home against Loyola. I mean, they couldn't keep it close. They've lost four straight games all at home. What happened to Missouri State? They were one of the darlings against the spread. They've fallen flat. And then I had Texas Tech at home last night against Oklahoma, down two starters again. Minus 6.5 was the line I took for Texas Tech. It closed at 8.5. I faded the Sooners against Alabama. I faded them against Texas Tech, and I am done fading Oklahoma because they have burned me in back-to-back games. ESPN on the final call. Gibson with one second, going to shoot it for three. Good night, Oklahoma.
1: It's a Red Raiders sweep. Texas Tech has defeated the ninth-ranked Oklahoma Sooners, 57-52.
2: I was almost rubbing it in, by the way, because I had six and a half. That three at the buzzer meant nothing, but it got me at least closer to The line, I bet, at minus six and a half for Texas Tech and Oklahoma. We'll talk more about some college basketball. Toledo in action and Akron in action tonight. Baylor in Texas and more. We'll get some college hoops talk next. It's Pushing the Odds. Sports Good Radio, Channel 204.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's
1: not your wife. It's not your kids. It's not your name, And it sure isn't your boss. Only we understand you. We are your friends. You're listening to the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: This is Pushing the Odds. Live from Las Vegas, here's Matt Peralt. 702 751, Matt is our text line. 702 751 6288. Barry Sanders, the great running back from the Detroit Lions, will join us coming up here in about 15 minutes. So stick around for that conversation. But let's talk a little prop bet betting in the Super Bowl and tonight in college basketball here on pushing the odds. Let's start with a couple of interesting prop bets that the FanDuel Sportsbook has up for you guys right now. There's a couple of kicking props that I like that I'm kind of eyeballing and I I like to have prop bets in play that can go out, you know, the entire game, all four quarters. You could get it. And there may just be like one moment that it can hit. So, like, I don't like the first team to punt three times. I don't really love those types of props. I do like field goal distance props. I think those are interesting. The distance of the first successful field goal is interesting, which is over 35.5 yards at minus 115. The under also, same at minus 115. The distance of the shortest field goal over 26 and a half yards or under 26 and a half yards if you get down deep and you don't score a touchdown that can be something to look at there where both these offenses you know going deep i could easily see the chiefs getting into the red zone and that defense for the bucks hold them to a short 20 yard field goal type of situation that's plus that's even money at at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now for distance of shortest field goal, successful field goal, total successful field goal distances. It's interesting, but a little bit wonky. It's 121 yards for that one. But how about this? This is really interesting. Will an extra point or field goal attempt hit an upright, not a crossbar? Will it hit an upright? Not that it will miss, just that it will hit. Yes is plus 450. Now, if you believe this game is going to go over, which the vast majority of people believe this game is going to go over, you would expect you're going to see a lot of extra points being kicked, right? And how many times have we seen extra points doink off an upright this season? And these are two very good kickers. I get it, but I, I don't mind that. At plus 450, every time there's a touchdown you know, or a field goal attempt, you know you're live to maybe get a doink. And at plus 450, a doink plus 450 is not bad. That's some really good bet. That's a great bet. I like that bet a lot at the Vandal Sportsbook right now about, you know, it's a long shot, right? But every time a point gets scored, every time a touchdown goes in or a field goal comes in, you're watching and you're going, all right, just graze an upright. Just don't miss it. Just hit the upright. And we've seen so many missed extra points. You've seen so many missed kicks. And, yeah, it's a... All, you know, awkward shaped football. You know, you know, flailing through the through the air, about to hit this rounded out bar that's stuck up in the air. And if it hits, you cash plus four fifty. I mean, why wouldn't you throw ten bucks down on that? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you just throw ten bucks on that on that prop bet? So that's one that I've I've eyeballed that I've liked a lot. And I mean, look. You can go with Ryan Suckup or Harrison Buckner, uh, you know, in terms of what their attempts would be. Buckner's attempts are over one and a half for field goals at minus 175. Pretty good. Under plus 135. Ryan Suckup. Uh for his point for attempts, he's at also one and a half, but his juice is a little bit less. Minus one sixty at the FanDuel Sportsbook for Ryan Suck Up. Total field goal attempts under one and a half. It's plus one twenty-five. If you think they're not kicking field goals and they're scoring touchdowns, it just kind of depends upon if you're betting the under or the over, right? If you're betting the under, I think you've got to look at a lot of field goal attempts. If you bet the over, you've got to go the other way and bet the under on field goal attempts. So do you expect touchdowns and high proficiency in the red zone for both these teams? Or do you think they're going to get stalled out in the red zone and having to kick and settle for field goals? It, it, I, I'll be very curious. I mean, this game, 57-56, it's a high total for any Super Bowl. I know a lot of people who believe this game's going under, that it's going to be a game, you know, a 21 you know, a 24-21 type of game here between these two teams, or it has the potential for the Chiefs just to blow the doors off of the the Bucks. And here's the thing. If you like a Chief blowout, I think you have to look at Tom Brady passing stats for everything. I mean, if if that's your projection, that if that's your prediction that the Chiefs are going to win this game, you know, by seven points or more, you just have to go ahead and, and look at Tom Brady and start throwing a bunch of different, you know of his yardage props you have to talk about a bunch of different things about you know how many passing attempts is Tom Brady going to have i mean literally like every brady prop has got to be in play for you if you believe the bucks get blown out because all they're going to do is throw 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 every single time they're going to throw 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 but i mean it's it's tough i mean th- this is this game right now i think that's one reason why w- there's a lot of hype i'm not saying there's not hype for this game there's just not a lot of movement for the lines because normally in other years, not normally, but in other years, you see quite a bit of movement early, and you see a lot of money line bets coming in. And not just like the $2.3 million bet we, we saw earlier, we're seeing a lot of bets come in on the point spread that moves the number a couple of points, and we haven't seen it. If it's If you like Tampa... If a book needs bets on Tampa, they go to three and a half, and then instantly they get hit with buck bunny. If they need the Chiefs, they just sit at three. And if they ever were to really need Kansas City, I don't know why they would, considering at last check, the FanDuel Sportsbook had 82% of the money coming in on Kansas City minus three. But if you did need it, you'd just go to two and a half, and you'd get hammered with Chief money. So uh, the public and the books are kind of in the same boat here. They both agree that three – is the right number for this. And this is not like when the Patriots played the Eagles and the line opened up at 6 and everyone was coming in and betting on the Eagles. And the same thing with the Giants Super Bowl a couple of years ago, uh, what, 10 years ago? In the second Super Bowl, you know, the Patriots, it was plus 350, I think, on the Giants on the comeback. And they, you know, just people were cashing like crazy on that. So, you know, the money line is pretty... People like where the money line money is and they, they like where the line is coming up at 3. So... I think seeing this game in Week 12 has a lot of people, you know, saying, "Look, it was three and a half. Chiefs won by three. Now they were up huge, and the Bucks came back." I I think this game is so interesting from a defensive perspective for Tampa. And if you bet on the Bucks, you're betting on that Buck defense, and I don't hate that namely because of the luck they have had with turnovers. I keep on talking about this, and I, I somebody mentioned it to me saying, like, it sounds like you're being a bit disrespectful to that defense. It, it, look, it's not being disrespectful to the defense for Tampa at all. It's giving them respect, but it's also realizing that they have received incredible turnover luck, which is hard to predict. Batted down balls that are interceptions, fumbles, you know, hits directly on the football, which springs the ball loose. Or the other way, Tom Brady should have been intercepted at the end of the first half by the safety from the Packers, and the ball went through the guy's hands. If that ball is intercepted, Tom Brady's not throwing the touchdown pass to Scooter Miller, which turned into the game-winner. That was the game-winning score. That was the difference. That end-of-the-first-half bomb, that ridiculous defense for the Green Bay Packers, that's why they lost the game. Because Tom Brady turned around and threw three interceptions in the second half. Now, again, the way the world works, if that first half interception happens, does Brady throw the three in the second half? I have no idea. I have no clue. But you just look at that one play, and that's the luck right now for Tampa. That's how things are going. And for whatever reason, when Tom Brady's in this game, in these playoffs, this dude gets all the breaks, okay? Okay. As a Patriot fan, I can tell you, it's insanity. Whether you want to go with the tuck rule, how it's it all started with the tuck rule, how that went, and Charles Woodson and the Raiders, they're all still angry about it. You know, the kick in the snow, and then the drive against the Rams. Everyone said, John Madden, take a knee. Nope, goes and drives, <laughs> goes down, kicks the game-winning field goal. Patriots win the Super Bowl there. Or, you know, the, the David Tyree helmet catch, like just wacko things happen when tom brady you know malcolm butler yesterday that was the six-year anniversary of malcolm butler's interception against the seahawks in the super bowl yesterday right plays like that those things happen when tom brady is in this football game those crazy wacko things always seem to happen so just if you're banking on tampa i don't hate it i really don't and i i mean i'm zero three betting against tom brady here in the postseason. I am done betting against Tom Brady. I'm either betting the Bucs or I'm not betting a side. that's it. Now, I think the Chiefs win, okay? And I think the Chiefs are probably the right side. But you don't want me on your side. <laughs> not right, really, not in the month of January. I had a very good 2020 betting in in the pandemic. And I just wonder how much of it was the fact that I had nothing else to do but read, study, and, and bet. <laughs> because since we turned the calendar, January, the NFL playoffs, it's just been an absolute disaster. I've had one of my worst months betting in the last five years, betting. And it's just Everything I won in the in the year of 2020, everything I was up going into the new year, I've given it all back and then a little sum. And and now I'm like I'm I'm into my bankroll, my initial bankroll, which does not make me happy, not by any means. So I I, you don't want me betting on the Chiefs, you want me betting the Buccaneers because chances are that means you guys are going to cash on the Chiefs minus three. three. But I I think three and a half is the play. I think three and a half is the play on Tampa, but. You know, Chiefs, this is going to be a fun game. I'm just not betting against Brady in this game. But look what I've done with the Nets. Look what I've done with the Drake Bulldogs. I, I've had this unfortunate run where, like, I'm seeing it one side, and then I get out too early. And so, like, I'm betting the Nets, betting the Nets, betting the Nets. I'm I'm, I'm betting overs on the Nets. And, and then I think the number's too high, and it scares me. So the books did their job. They put a number up. that got me to take the under. And it was a disaster. Same thing with Drake. They got me they got a number high enough that made me take Illinois State. That's what the job of a sports book is, right? The job of a sports book is to put a number up high enough that makes you want to take the dog. That's gambling, that's bookmaking. Okay, you want to know why is a line what a line is? That's why the line's there. At what point do you take the dog? Period. Okay. Barry Sanders joins us next here on Sports Grid Radio Channel 204.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: You're listening to Pushing the Odds. Live from Las Vegas, here's Matt Peralta.
2: It is pushing the odds on SportsGrid Channel 204. We are awaiting a call here in just one second with NFL Hall of Famer Barry Sanders, who will be joining us thanks to Rocket Mortgage and the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square sweepstakes. So stick around for that. Looking forward to that conversation with Barry about what's happening with the Lions and Matthew Stafford leaving, Matthew Stafford being traded. Uh, You know, Barry had a pretty nice Tweet that he sent out uh, about Barry Stan, uh, sorry about uh, Matthew Stafford leaving, and just saying he, he tweeted just wanted to send a quick note. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt Stafford and his family for all they have done for the team, the fans, and the city of Detroit. So he's going to be remembered fondly. Stafford will be. And look, 12 years stints. Sure, the record wasn't great. Okay, 74-90 and one as a starter. He did not win a game in the playoffs. Okay. But he came in after an 0 16 season. He was drafted number one overall, and he was a franchise quarterback. And when you draft a guy there, when you draft a guy at number one, you expect to stabilize the position for a really long time. And that's exactly what Matthew Stafford did for the Lions. He played his guts out. I have always had a lot of respect for Matthew Stafford given what he went through in Detroit, the number of head coaches and the changes and the players and just really, really tough. For anybody who you know, watched his career, he still has a lot of football left in him. And that's why the Lions made the trade that they made. It wasn't a, you know, I think it's a win-win to be honest. And when you look at what the Lions got for Matthew Stafford, They got a starting quarterback in Jared Goff. They get two first round picks, get a third round pick, and they get a guy back who at least can play the position while Dan Campbell can get set up. No one's expecting Dan Campbell to be in the Super Bowl next year. No one's expecting the Lions to be great for a year or two. They're going to have to develop, they're going to have to figure out what they're going to try to do with the position, because Jared Goff most likely is not the guy. He's on a contract for two more years, but, you know, do you draft a quarterback this year or draft a quarterback next year? Do you address the defensive issues you've got with your first-round picks? Most likely Dan Campbell seems like a guy who wants to be tough on defense and wants to go ahead and push, you know, take top-level, hard-nosed guys. Uh, you know, the the intro press conference, I wasn't fully in love with, but I get what he was trying to do. I get how he was trying to establish like, this is what we're going to be. Here's who we're going to be. I don't know, you know, the, in the, in in the big picture, I don't know if that press conference even gets remembered. If the guy wins, no one cares. The problem is if he doesn't win and things aren't the way you said they were going to be, you're going to wind up getting the Adam Gase treatment. And what I mean by that is, Adam Gase, for his intro press conference, remember the googly eyes and all that crazy stuff that he did? Every time the Jets lost, everyone went back to that. Everyone went back to the googly eyes press conference, and they're like, this is the dude we hired. We should have known better. Well, if the Lions get pushed around or the Lions lose, everyone's going to be like, where's the biting of the kneecaps? Like, where's the kneecap biting? I don't understand. Like, that's the problem when you come out of the gate like that, you set a bar at a certain place that the fans and the media and everyone, they're going to expect it. And then if you don't live up to that, it could be rough. You know, things could get a little bit sideways for you and it may not go the way that you want it to go. So that's part of the problem. I think when you have these you know, big, bold statements early that you have to live up to it. And and that's why a lot of coaches that are, you know, go through intro press conferences, try hard not to do that. Now, you don't want to be, you know, you you don't want to have a disaster or press conference. We saw that in Philadelphia. You don't want to have that because that equally gets the fans concerned and nervous of like, can you handle this? Are you ready for this? But I think the Lions just have had such a rough run over the last couple of years, really last two decades, but I'm happy for Matt Stafford, I'm happy he's going to Los Angeles, I'm happy he gets to be in the same home city as his best friend in Clayton Kershaw, and that's got to be such a cool thing for them, their families, to be together in Los Angeles, and even though know, the bar's pretty high, <laughs> Kershaw got his ring, all right? So now it's up to Matt Stafford, okay, go get the ring for the Rams here, and the Super Bowl is in Los Angeles next year. So Tampa this year at home, could LA replicate it and go back to back where a team gets to play in their home stadium? They're one of the betting favorites. The books have responded well to the trade to the Rams for Matthew Stafford. The long-term I've often said this, and I believe in professional sports, you can't really play for the future. You can try. It just doesn't really work. Fans want to win immediately. Fans are asked to pay a lot of money. They don't want to wait. They're impatient. They want to win, and they want to win right now. And because of that, that's problematic. I mean, that is really hard for any franchise that looks at their future and says, okay, we're going to draft well. We're going to develop, and we'll get there eventually. Fans don't care if you sacrifice every first-round pick you have for the next 10 years if you win a championship. If you give them that moment of joy, if you raise your team up to the level of a championship-caliber squad and you have to sacrifice the, the future to win right now, every single team is going to do that every team every fan base they're going to be all in if you told a fan base in buffalo listen here's the thing you're going to win one game now or you win one super bowl now and then not be good in 10 years after that i think fans in buffalo would absolutely jump on that all right Let's welcome NFL Hall of Famer Barry Sanders here to the program. Barry Sanders is a spokesman for the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Squares Sweepstakes. The sweepstakes is free to enter at www.rocketmortgagesquares.com. It's open now Thursday uh, through Thursday at midnight Eastern. It's the world's biggest Super Bowl Squares game. It doesn't cost a dime to play. You can win way more than in your normal Super Bowl Squares game at your neighborhood party. With every score... And, uh, every score change, rather. Touchdown, extra point, two-point conversion, field goal safety, One fifty dollars winner is picked randomly for the appropriate square, and a $500,000 winner is picked at the end of the first half, another at the end of the game. Last year in the first year, of the sweepstakes, $1.75 million in prizes was handed out to the 15 lucky winners. Barry Sanders joining us here and pushing the odds. Barry, Matt Peralt, how are you? Hey, guys. I'm, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for the time. All right, so this is a pretty cool deal with Rocket Mortgage. huh? Guys can uh, get involved in this and, and, and have every score change. They're going to win chance of a chance to win a $50,000 prize. This isn't bad on a Sunday, is it?
1: Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, it, you know, going hand-in-hand hand with the Super Bowl, you know, the excitement of the Super Bowl, you get a chance to win some cash. But as you you stated before, every score change, fans will have a chance to win $50,000. And then two lucky fans will win half a million dollars. Um, it's free to play, so yeah, um, go to RocketMorganSquares.com, find out more about it, sign up, and maybe win some
2: cash. You had a very nice tweet saying goodbye to Matthew Stafford, who has been traded from the Lions to the LA Rams. In a couple of years, how do you hope that Lions fans remember Matthew Stafford as a quarterback with Detroit? <clears throat>
1: Well yeah, he'll he'll be considered the greatest quarterback in, in Lions history. Um, you know, and he just uh you know, he was a phenomenal player for us. Um you know, he's a difference maker. He he comes to play every day. Uh you you always feel like you have a chance when he's on the field. Um, you know, and and uh you know, I think back to his first couple of years he, he, he was injured a little bit and we were starting to wonder how how is this gonna turn out, but but uh, you know the guy end up just just um, you know being tough as nails, man, and and uh, just the kind of guy you really want to go to battle for, um, you know. So yeah, he's you know he's the greatest in, in Lions history, and, and um, hands down. So so I think he'll be a great asset to the Rams. Um, you know who obviously they, they've um, had their you know I mean they've been been uh, a team that has enjoyed a lot of success. Just in the last few years, and so, and so, um, if they can keep that momentum going, then really the sky's the limit.
2: So Tom Brady is 43 years old. He's playing in his 10th Super Bowl through 20 seasons. As a guy who played the sport, and obviously a guy who understands the bumps and the bruises that you guys take as football players, uh, can you marvel? Are you shocked that Brady is still going right now at 43?
1: Hey, it, it is quite amazing, honestly it's quite amazing. Um, you think about all the right things that had to fall in place for him to be able to do what he does. Um, you know, and, and, uh, no one could have predicted that he'd be playing at this level, um, you know, at this stage in his career, but it just goes to show you just how driven the guy is and how focused he is. And, and, um, you know, what kind of a all time great talent that he is. And, and, um, you know, so, uh, so yeah, it's just you know, so for 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 sports fan, even even if you're not a Brady fan, uh, it's just remar- it's just something remarkable to see, you know, um, you know, week in and week out to see this
2: guy guy doing this
1: for so many years.
2: I asked this question of Herman Moore, I want to ask you the same thing: when you look at the way that players are compensated right now, and the rule changes that have been put into place to benefit the offensive players. Do you ever wonder, one, what you could have made in today's NFL with your talent, and two, the numbers you could have put up in today's NFL if you were playing today?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I sometimes wonder, you know, but then, you know, I, I'm, um, you know, I go to a game and. Yeah, I'm sitting there looking at these guys, I was like, Man, those guys look much too big for me, man. They look much <laughs> too big. <laughs> they couldn't um, catch
2: you though. They might be big but they couldn't tackle you.
1: <laughs> but um but yeah, but you know, I mean there's certainly the game has certainly changed in that sense, um in what they allow or what they don't allow what what they banned um and things like that, you know, and, and so I think for not just myself, but I think for a lot of great players you're talking about Brady well, you know, I, I can't I can't help but think about Montana or Marino or Elway or many others. You know, I can't help but think of, I want I wonder what they would do in today's game as well. Um, you know, so um from the running back position, it may you know, it may be this you know, it may be even tougher in today's game because of, you know, the athletes. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure, you know, but um on the other side of that coin though, you know, you have different um Different offenses, right? You know, there was no triple option, right? Uh, run pass option and, and um, you know, pistol formations and things like that. So I think there are some things that work to your advantage. Uh, so, but to me, it's, it's a very interesting argument and, and, and something that I do think about sometimes.
2: Yeah, Barry Sanders with the Chiefs offense right now. What are the numbers with Barry Sanders with Patrick Mahomes?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, definitely a fun thought.
2: It. <laughs> it would be quite the remarkable thing to watch. Do you have a pick before I let you go? Do you have a pick for Sunday? I mean,
1: it's, it's a great matchup, you know and, and as, it, as we all know, and I think about um, being a little bit of a fan of boxing that I am, I think about two, two players and two boxers in the same weight class that eventually if, eventually eventually the fight's got to be made. You know, so that's how I think of Mahomes um, and Brady, you know, kind of two quarterbacks that has been um, the class of, of the league. And eventually these guys, you know, had to meet up. And obviously right. They met up two years ago. They met up two years ago in the AFC Championship game. And we know how that ended up. Um, right. And now they're once again, they're meeting up in the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, and so there's uh, it's going to be another great matchup. Um, I, I would think that the Chiefs would have um, the, the slight advantage, uh, but you know the fact that um, the Bucks went in to, to Lambeau Field and, and beat the league MVP, uh, you certainly can't count them out. But if you ask me to pick one, I, I, I guess I'll go with you know I'll go with the favorite and, and pick the Chiefs. All right,
2: Barry, think of the time. Really appreciate you coming on today. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Sports Judge, all Two O Four.
0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
1: 3 0
2: you're listening to pushing the odds live from las vegas here's matt perrault 702751 map is the text line. Thanks to Barry Sanders for coming in. Sorry, we got caught on a hard break there. So we had to wrap, ran, ran a little long there with Barry Sanders, but good stuff out of him. I mean, honestly, c- could you imagine Barry Sanders with the Chiefs? Like, could you imagine that? Could you imagine watching Barry Sanders run around with that Chiefs offense? It would be ridiculous with Patrick Mahomes and the way that the game is called now. I mean, Barry Sanders only had 10. 10- receiving touchdowns in his career he had 99 rushing touchdowns in his career but 10 receiving touchdowns with the Chiefs I mean I asked that question to Herman Moore I'm I don't know probably a year or two ago I said you know what do you ever sit around and wonder how much money you can make? And he said, yes. He said, I absolutely look at the signing bonuses. I look at the numbers. I look at Julio Jones. I look at what these guys are making. And I 100% imagine, man, I would have made a ton of money in today's NFL. And he's absolutely right. What Look, Jerry Rice. What would Jerry Rice have made if Jerry Rice was playing today? How much money would he have made in an NFL career, given where we are right now with the numbers? you got to remember, in the 80s and the 90s, it was defense. It was smash mouth. It was... Was concussion? You know, it was you know all the different problems we've had over the years with CTE. I mean, that's those are the guys that just got crushed, and it's why Barry left early, right? He decided to leave because he did not like what was happening to his body, and he walked away early. Still played for ten years. He just walked away early, and some were like, "You're in your prime. What do you mean you can't walk away?" And he was just like, "I'm walking away. I'm done. You know, I'm 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 done here. That's just kind of that's kind of how we are. So, you know, it's I." I'm excited to see, you know, what in the next couple of years, you know, do we have a greater appreciation for these types of players? And and I think Barry was was right to say, you know, what would Montana have done with today's rules? That's true. I mean, what would Steve Young have done with with today's rules? His mobility, his ability to run around and, and, and not get hit, and the concussions that quarterbacks took, the hits that quarterbacks took. It's why their careers ended. Tom Brady rarely ever gets hit hard. Up next, you're going to have some lunch with bookmakers here in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing's got that for you here on Sports Radio Channel 204. Sports map. We're, we're jumping. On. Oh, sorry. No, no. We have, we're, we're, we're staying live. I'm an hour early. Sorry. More to come. Hour two next Sports Radio Channel 204.